the Holy Gospel according to Mark. As soon as Jesus and the disciples left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told him about her at once. He came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and then the fever left her and she began to serve them. That evening at sunset, they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons, and the whole city was gathered around the door, and he cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons, and he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for Jesus. When they found him, they said to him, Everyone's searching for you. He answered, Let us go on to the neighboring town, so that I may proclaim the message there also, for that is what I came to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. The Gospel of the Lord. So here's the context for this morning's reading. Jesus needs a minute. It's his first day in ministry. His first day, and it has been a day. It started when he went to the synagogue to teach, which I can tell you from my own Sunday morning-related experiences is often a little exhausting. While he was there, he met a man who had what the Bible called an unclean spirit. And so Jesus healed him in a very dramatic way with all sorts of rebukes and wailing. Right after that, he went to the home of one of his disciples, Simon Peter, finds out Simon Peter's mother-in-law is sick and miraculously heals her too. And then, as the sun is setting, it says the whole city showed up at the doorstep begging Jesus to heal and make well and work more miracles. That was his first day. On my first day here at Emmanuel, there was free food and a welcome bag. And I just kind of unpacked my office. So Jesus needs a minute. Of course he does. A reading says that in the morning, while it was still dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. There are many times in the Bible when Jesus took time to go and be by himself with God and pray, when Jesus took time to intentionally tend to his soul, to reconnect with God, to slow down and pause and take a deep breath and reflect and recharge. Often the Bible says that Jesus did this in a private place, though this morning it says he went to a deserted place the kind of place in the Bible where people go to wrestle with big questions and ask God for direction. Jesus got up early to pray and reflect and have time to himself and with God. 
And part of me can't help but think, good for you, Jesus. That must be nice. (laughs) I realize that when I preach to our congregation, I'm speaking to people who are at all ages and stages of life. And some people in our church have a lot of time to themselves. In fact, for some, it feels like they have too much time. Life feels a little lonely, and they wish they had more things and people to fill it. And this morning, I want to recognize and honor that. For other people in our church, it feels like life is constantly making too many demands on their time to keep up with between all the kid things and the school things and the job things and remember so-and-so's activities and that special meeting on Wednesday and forget about trying to have any personal life. Sometimes I think the most amazing miracle that Jesus performed was being able to maintain close friendships while being a person in his 30s. Did you hear who laughed? All the people who are young with young kids. (laughs) This is the stage of life I'm in right now, of course. So, of course, that's what I see when I read this passage. I see Jesus reminding us that being busy is not synonymous with being faithful. That living our faith requires us to intentionally slow down, breathe deep, be recharged, Seek God's direction. I know that's true, but at the same time, the idea of adding more to my schedule feels impossible. And the notion of waking up early while it's even darker to pray by myself just doesn't feel only unattainable. It feels laughable. But then I remember that that's okay. I remember that God has done far more miraculous and impressive things than figure out a way to work around Josh Ferris's busy schedule. And one of the amazing and beautiful things about God is that God is always willing to meet us where we are, in unexpected ways and places, and to give us what we need. In our culture, we're encouraged to spend a lot of time thinking about our physical health, which is good, of course. And if my wife asks, please tell her I said that. Thank God over the past few years, there's been a growing realization that we also need to spend time paying attention to and caring for our mental health. This passage makes me wonder what life would look like if we treated our spiritual health in the same way. How might we make changes to strengthen and care for our spiritual well-being? That's what Jesus is doing in our reading this morning. He's tending to his spiritual health. He had a long day and he needs a break. He needed to spend time with God to recharge his emotional and spiritual batteries. That's the image that keeps coming to mind as I think about Jesus in this passage. The image of a battery that is constantly being recharged and then drained, recharged, and then drained, because there are things in life that drain us, right? Physically, emotionally, spiritually. So, of course, we need time to be recharged, to be filled back up again. And sure, for some of us, finding any time like that can be really hard. 
but that's what makes it all the more necessary and important. It's good that a passage like this one asks us some hard questions about how we structure and schedule our lives. It's good that it challenges a busy culture that constantly idolizes and praises being too busy. We need the reminder to slow down, to take those moments of spiritual rest and rejuvenation wherever we can find them. So, I mean, waking up early to pray all piously by myself isn't an option, but there are other things that feed my soul. I wonder what feeds yours. What helps you feel connected to God? What breathes life into your spirit? What restores your emotional and spiritual batteries when you feel depleted? Maybe it's reading the Bible for a few minutes, concentrating on your breathing, a few minutes of prayer, meditating, spending time in nature, offering gratitude to God for the day's blessings. Maybe it's reflecting for a few moments in a journal or singing a song that's in your heart or making it a priority to be in worship so you can hear God's word and receive the sacraments of communion. It may only involve a few moments or minutes, But this morning's reading asks us to consider what feeds our souls. It encourages us to care for our own spiritual health, to seek what we need to be healthy and grounded and connected with God. This past week, I went to St. Vincent Hospital to visit a member of our church. It was my fifth time going to St. V's in the last two weeks. And it felt like I was just on autopilot, to be honest. Turn left here, then then turn right to get into the parking lot, push that broken green button to get a ticket, pull in, park near the north entrance. I mean, truly, it just felt like another thing on my to-do list, another task to complete because it had to be done. When I parked... I felt this urge to just close my eyes, take a few deep breaths. And just that moment, that little moment of slowing down helped me to remember why I was there. I was there to be a pastor, to bring comfort and peace, to listen and support, to pray and encourage. Suddenly I was aware that, sure, I had done this a few times recently, but this was a holy opportunity just a few moments, and God helped me to reconnect with this sense of purpose. And that's what Jesus is doing in our passage. He's reconnecting with his mission and purpose. Last night, he healed a lot of people, but he hadn't healed everyone. More people from town were going to show up and ask more from him. In fact, when the disciples finally found him in this deserted place, the first thing they said is, hey, everybody's looking for you. And I bet staying would have been easy. I mean, after all, healing more people sounds very Jesus-like, doesn't it? But Jesus had realized that staying wasn't in line with his mission and purpose. He told the disciples that it was time to move on. Because the good news he brought wasn't just for one town or people. He had come to spread it far and wide. 
it seems clear to me that there's a connection between this time Jesus spent alone, wrestling, being still, praying, asking God for guidance, and his decision to say no to what all these people wanted from him. The demands of all these people, their expectations, so that he could keep fulfilling his mission and purpose. And that's true for us too. Staying connected to God, slowing down, taking time to reflect and pray, asking for guidance. These are the things that God uses to help us connect with our sense of purpose and mission in life. These are things that empower us, that give us wisdom and strength and direction to live the way that God intends, to live in ways that are consistent with our deepest held beliefs and values. So in a world where we're constantly encouraged to be busier and to do more, Jesus offers us the most countercultural thing of all and encourages us to slow down in whatever ways we can for the sake of our physical and emotional and spiritual well-being. I know that for many of us, finding ways to slow down will be difficult and perhaps even impossible, but it is worth the effort. It's worth thinking about how life can be a little slower and more intentional. And even more, it's worth remembering and celebrating that God's promise to meet us in even the smallest of moments to provide us the renewal we need. You heard it, right? Those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength, Isaiah said this morning. They shall mount up with wings like, what's the word? What's the word? I can't remember. Eagles. It's liberating and it's encouraging to know that God's constantly there working to renew us and sustain us. Whether we find the time to get up early and pray by ourselves or if the best we can do that day is just close our eyes and take a deep breath. God's there in every moment offering us peace and stillness and a chance to connect with our truest identity as God's children. God's there to remind us that we are loved and to give us rest for our weary souls. So I pray that God helps us find those moments we need to slow down, to be refreshed in body, mind, and spirit, to hear God's reminder that we, that you are loved, and to be empowered each moment and each minute to live in a way that connects with our deepest sense of purpose. Amen.